Hi, welcome back to Escape Leaving Hell Behind. In this podcast, we talk with people who have left an overbearing religion or cult behind. We are back again today, and I am here with my guests. Why don't you introduce yourself, what religion you left, and tell us your story. Hi, my name is Kendall Lant. I left the Mormon Church about seven years ago. It is great to have you on today. What made you want to leave? Thanks for having me here. I wanted to leave. My main reason was first because I'm a lesbian and everything just wasn't lining up with how I was being treated with just how I heard everyone else was being treated. I had been outed to my bishop. I had to have an interview. I didn't know I was out to my bishop. I had to have an interview with my bishop before a young men, young women's activity, which is just a church activity that's once a week. And I was basically told that being a lesbian is basically like cheating on somebody. You can look, but you can't touch. And I didn't find out any history or anything until a little while after I left. Did you leave ahead of the November 2015 policy or after? I left way ahead. It was probably at least a couple of years. So you left a couple of years ahead. Was your family still in at that time of that policy? The only person in my immediate family who was still in and is still in today is one of my older sisters. She's the middle child. Because my parents left before I did. How is it with your sister still being in and you being a lesbian? I've never officially come out to her. I think she just knows because she did. I had an incident in high school where there was rumors about me before I came out. And she, her friends went to her and then she went to her mom saying I was saying stuff when I wasn't. And I got in trouble because of her. So I just have never officially come out to her. But she knows. But she's not really lesbian friendly. She's okay with people with a guy is gay, basically. But if you're a lesbian, like, she had friends who she's dropped because they came out. So, yeah, she's probably not a safe person to talk to then. Yeah, no, I just don't say anything about it because it's just not worth my time and energy for that negativity. So were you out at the time or how was it hearing about November 2015 policy? I was angry because I don't think it's the church's business to be able to limit those kind of things. Because if LGBTQ couples, their child just so happens. If your family's in the church, they have friends who are in the church, if they want to join after you just give them informed consent, then I think that should be fine. It's just, I think it's just up to the parent and it's up to what each child wants. And sometimes even LGBTQ plus couples with kids will stay in the church because that's just what their life has been, and I don't judge with that. So how was it being outed to your bishop and having to go through that whole process? I assume that was probably pretty traumatic. Oh, it was very traumatic. I had a lot of trust issues after that <laughs> for a few years. I'm a lot better with my trust issues now, but I had some trust issues. I just felt like anything I would say was going to, someone was going to go behind my back and kind of just tell my business to everyone. Was it a close friend who outed you, if you ever found out? Because that seems like kind of like a dirty move. 
It was, unfortunately, a close friend. I'm not angry. I've never had anger. I think it was unintentional because I think her dad was snooping on her email or just so happened to see the email I sent because he was a bishop for their ward. There was never any malintention, ill intention, and I've gotten apologies since then. Everything's totally fine. Just, it still traumatizes you. Okay, so it wasn't her being mad at you and I'm going to tell kind of thing. It still doesn't make it right, but at least it wasn't out of revenge. No, it wasn't that at all. How was dealing with youth activities as a lesbian? Everyone has always just been... I had a lot of friends in my old ward. Everything was fine. No one treated me differently. I feel like people knew, but they just never talked about it or said anything. Thankfully, I would, it was never like a problem after the fact. I was just kind of like paranoid. I was like, everyone knows they probably know. At least all my leaders probably know. But I was never treated differently. That's good. At least you weren't treated poorly. I know a lot of people, when they come out, they are treated pretty awful, unfortunately. No, I was not treated poorly because of it, thankfully. I have several friends who were just thrown to the side. How long did you keep going after you were outed? I probably went, because it was my junior year of high school, I was 17, I was 18, I left, so it was probably only like a couple months, because we were moving to Arizona, so I lived in Pleasant Grove, Utah, Utah County. We moved to a rental home in Orem, but I stopped going, I probably only went like two months and then one other time before we moved to Arizona. So your parents slept ahead of you. How was that still going after they had stopped going? I I was raised pretty Jack Mormon, so I just didn't I didn't care what they wanted to do or what. I was never like offended. Because my mom wasn't raised Mormon. Then it's my stepdad now in the picture, my biological father. He was raised very Mormon. He was one of nine kids, but he passed away when I was eleven. But he based pretty much we were inactive a lot when I was a child. It was really chill. I was just taught, like, love and be kind to everyone. Like, I didn't know the church was against gay people. I didn't know the church was racist for years. I did not know this because I was just raised in a completely different world. Since you've left and you learned about their homophobic and racist history, how was that doing with that for you? It was a lot of disappointment. Because you were just blatantly lied to if you don't know history, if you don't know everything. You were just blatantly lied to and you just think this is a genuinely good place and organization and genuinely good people. But it's not. <laughs> and just having all the lies brought to light of the actual truth, it hurt. Because you just are told, like, oh, the church is so accepting, so nice, so this. And then there's just so much that says otherwise about it. As someone who identifies as female, how is it dealing with purity culture lessons for you? I was never affected by purity culture lessons, thankfully. We didn't get a whole ton of them in Young Women's. If we did, I probably was just, like, zoned out always just so freaking tired 
Because people will talk about the licked cupcake, the chewed gum. I kind of remember analogy of chewed gum, but it wasn't, it was like very brief, very not like, when you are just so into it, I just, I never felt bad about anything. Like, I just was very much, like, I was raised a feminist. My mom is a feminist. Just everything. I was just like, now we're both responsible. <laughs> Have you resigned if you were a baptized member? Yep, I left through Quit Mormon back in 2018. Okay, so that makes sense. What made you want to wait a few years to resign? I just didn't care. I was just kind of like, whatever. And then I started being stalked a year after I moved to Arizona. People from a singles ward came to my house. No one had my address. I never left my cell number with any... I didn't tell anybody anything my old where I was going. So I do not know who or what. I think it's possibly grandparents who got involved because, you know, people just... They're like, oh, we just want to make sure you're happy, healthy. And they have good intentions, but it's just, no... And I was really unsettled by the fact that I was stalked by people I didn't know who had my number who could come to my house. And it was really awkward because I was just not confident enough to say no. I never went or anything I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Like it was all just words and fluff. And I was just like anything to say to them to get them out of here. Yeah, that is pretty creepy. I was really creeped out. I was like, I can't, because I, w- I was like, because my mom, I was just talking to her about it afterwards. She's like, that's just the church and that's considered normal. And I was like, that's not normal. <laughs> that shouldn't have to be considered normal to be stalked. Sadly, she is telling you the truth and it is considered normal, even though it isn't normal. Did you learn about the racism and the homophobia before or after you resigned? Before, I learned more homophobic stuff when I was like 14, 15. I didn't, I I always was around friends who always was like, oh, being a lesbian is bad, being gay is bad. But I didn't know that was like an official like church thing. Because I just knew that just like was the world I grew up in. And I found out. Because I read through the Strength of Youth pamphlet fully. I had a, one of my friends came out to me saying he might be gay or at least bisexual. And I was like, oh, okay, is there anything in the church that's bad about that? Because this is when I started going back to church just by myself when I was like 14, 15 years old. I just wanted to learn for myself like what it meant to actually. I wanted to learn things for myself and not just be told this is what you do and be a puppet nodding my head and smiling and I read through found it in the marriage part to marriage part of the pamphlet and I just started crying I was like my friend is doomed my friend is doomed but I had started having thoughts of maybe being a lesbian since I was, like, 11. But it was always pushed into a corner. Or I didn't know what it meant, really. And so, at that point, I was probably just, like, terrified for myself. Pride for myself and for my friend. Now, when did you learn about Joseph Smith marrying child brides 
since that makes the rounds on TikTok. I learned that in 2018, 2019. I had no idea. I didn't know any history of anything on Joseph Smith, the actual stuff, until after the fact, and I was really angry. Now, how did you learn that in 2018 or 2019? I, I joined an ex-Mormon Facebook group, and anything people would post, podcasts, I read the CES letter, just a ton of different sources and things, or I just learned so much information at once, and I was just like, this is all bullshit. Because before, it was not knowing it was bullshit, it was just, this isn't for me, I have a feeling, but you, it was no confirmation of, what if I'm wrong, and this is the true church, actually. No, this is complete bullshit, and it has been brought to the light that it is bullshit, and it has been confirmed to me. So I was just like, yep, it's bullshit. I was in therapy for a lot of things back in like 2018, 2019, and it helped a lot of my issues. <laughs> so I've come to peace with a lot of things, thankfully. Now it's just me telling a story and I don't get triggered. I don't get like, oh, like I don't have any weird trust issues of or weird vendettas that people might have for me, which is really good and I'm grateful for that. Your sister that still goes, how is it interacting with her as a resigned lesbian? She's really nice. Some things are kind of hard. Like, I know I don't follow, I have her blocked on Instagram and I have, I'm friends with her on Facebook, but I have her blocked on Instagram because after just a lot of things when we were younger, when we were in high school, she would go behind my back and always try to get me in trouble with my mom with rumors at school and with trying to say that I was saying to people that I was a lesbian, but I only told like two people and they never said anything. It was just rumors. That so happened to be correct. And her friends always went behind my back to tell her things. And so just certain people are blocked on Instagram. I just, I'm friendly. I'm nice. Certain things bother me, but I'm just like, you just have to be nice like, she's, she doesn't say anything awful. If she were to start saying things, then we'd have a problem. But she pretty much just doesn't talk about any of that, doesn't bring up any issues that are different from what me and my family members believe. Are you out to your parents? So how did they react? They were awesome. My mom has always just been the most accepting. She's never had a awful word to say about a gay person because I remember when I was younger she said oh that guy is gay when we were at the mall at an express store or whatever and I was like what does that mean oh it means he's a boy who likes boys like just casual I was like okay so I never thought I just I've never had any hatred any negativity (laughs) I just didn't know if they were upset did they tell you they were upset about the church doing that They probably, they didn't ever show that they were upset. They probably, they kind of just showed, like, the church being the church again. They kind of have really just distanced themselves from everything, anything ex-Mormon. They just kind of were like, they just, they don't follow it. They just don't want anything to do with that. 
being on TikTok and in ex-Mormon space, how was seeing Jeffrey Holland's talk for you? I was sad. I was livid. It was probably for like, that was just a sad week. Because a lesbian couple had been shot and killed like the day before in Moab. And you're using that analogy. I was, I was livid. When he brought up, he didn't, obviously he never said Matt Easton's name, but he was talking about Matt Easton. I was angry. I was like, no, you, like, you, no, you just don't do that. And I'm like, I grew up in Utah County or on Provo area as a child. And I'm like, I was, that was me. I was that kid in the church who was gay, who had to listen to all this stuff beforehand. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I went to the chalking event. I didn't know about it until my friend, she sent me um, a thing on Facebook and I was like, can you come get me? Cause I can't drive. <laughs> so we went to the chalking event and that like changed everything. It was just, it was very healing to protest against the church and BYU for once, for the first time in my life, because I've been waiting for years to do this. So do you live in Utah now? Yes, I'm in Salt Lake County. How is it being back in the Mormon bubble? We moved back in 2018. Salt Lake County is so much better than Utah County. It is like going to a different state, crossing the county lines. Like, it's unreal. People are a lot nicer, accepting. I know so many more gay people around here. It's just been such a better positive experience. Like, yes, I'm still in Utah and all this stuff, but I just, like, I can just, like, zone it out because day-to-day life is just so not that. <laughs> yeah. Besides being out and being your authentic self, what other positives have you seen since you left the church? I've just been able to come to peace more with spirituality. I don't have so much fear about everything. It helped lower a lot of my anxieties. It's helped me be able to be more critical thinking, be able to look at the world and just not feel like I'm a robot because forever it just kind of felt like you're going through the motions even after leaving the first little bit you're still deconstructing everything and I like that I can have my own thoughts and opinions and beliefs that just kind of more coincide with who I am as a person what are three tips you have for people looking to leave a high demand religion or cult the first tip, I started leaving before I left. Start deconstructing and start figuring out what is it you actually believe and don't believe. Because not having a basis can destroy you as a person. My second tip is stand up for yourself. It's going to be scary, but you're going to have to just be like, nope, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. If you have to say anything about it, happens. And the third is 
to take a grain of salt and remember that everyone who was indoctrinated, born to the high-demand religion, this is all they know. And don't be so, don't hold a grudge. Be more forgiving and just know that because everything they're saying is because of what their parents said or what the religion said. It has nothing to do with them and how they actually feel about you. Well, those are great tips and thanks for coming on and have a great day. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks again for joining us today. As always, I want to give special thanks to our sponsor and friend, Corporate Design Solutions, who has generously made it possible for this podcast to be a reality. If anyone is looking for help protecting their digital info, please email Michael at helpdesk at corpdesignsolutions.com.